A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm trying to do that really flatly. Michael Flatley. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined. By Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? So I started off today's show in the video version, so the main part of the show, with uh, I sort of did. You, you brought me, you called me up on it. I did a, I started talking in the intro, and now I'm, and you said that's a usual. Usually, you save that stuff for the podcast, and I'm thinking, ah, is that because it makes it difficult for you to edit? Uh, no, because I, I cut out those intro portions anyway. Oh, but I had some great points in my... Between saying, I'm Ollie Davis, and I just put in a bunch of guffins, here's Luke Owen. Yeah, that's not going ah. on, I'm afraid. Well, check out the video. <laughs> <first. laughs> um, so, uh, you asked for uh, potential names for Randy Datsun fans. Yes. Uh, Ledge has suggested Andy Datsuns and Sisters. That's good, but... Uh... I don't think any woman likes Andy Datsun. No. Um, my wife had a suggestion as well. She told it to me last night while I was making dinner, and I've forgotten what it is. I feel like it's a play on audience, like an Andience or something like that. Andience isn't the that Andience. good. The um, She was really proud of it, but then she had to explain it to me. And she was Those like, are the best That's ones. what I said. I was yeah. like, those are always the, the best. Um, um, Mount Chu, uh, or Muchu, Muchu, Muchu from New Zealand. I can say that mount you. Since Randy uh, can only be addressed in group greetings as and definitely not Randy Datsun, I feel his <laughs> fans should be either definitely not real fans or definitely not SWAF Nation. Cheers, mate. To keep up the consistent work, mount you from New Zealand. Well, he says it's, it's much you. Much you. Okay, much you. I like the idea of them being addressed as not real fans because that just implies Randy has purchased <laughs> a large swathe of Russian bots. Yeah. Uh, and those are the only people coming to his aid yes. to cheer for him. I like that yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the uh, the question of negativity uh, in the podcast. The power of negativity. <laughs> oh, YouTube. <laughs> or podcast. I yes. forgot where I was. Uh, Tom emailed in to say, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, brackets, and obviously not the big red monster, Randy Andy Datsun. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I've you heard... things a- bring me more joy <laughs> than people not saying hi to Randy. It is funny. I just think it's 
we have gotten to the point now where we no longer call him Andy, which is his name. Mm. We just call him Randy. Yeah. And that stems from YouTube comments mishearing what we said when we said Andy, mm. which in, in, term, in turn does make me laugh a lot. And because Randy, like it's not so much of a thing in the States, but Randy, yeah, Randy over Marsh. here. Yeah. Randy over here means feeling a little bit frisky. Horny. Horny. Anyway, Tom emails in to say, I just wanted to say that I have absolutely no qualms with your, quote, negativity on the podcast. On the contrary, you quite clearly state that it is merely your opinions and supply us with a fair share of objective critique of the shows. The disappointment in regards to the NXT call-ups, particularly the misuse and the abundance potential of those lads have. Love your podcast and videos. Thanks, Tom. So I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about it a lot this week. I've, I've been sent into a spiral of self-reflection and despair mm -hmm. by WWE's booking. And... Uh, that there's this there's this thing that Gretchen Rubin says, who's a, a, a psychologist. She always says, well, like a pop psychologist writer, that if there is a, an absolute truth, usually the complete opposite is also true. Mm. And I was thinking about that in terms of the call-ups and how much I despise them <laughs> and just the way they've been handled. But then, like, it's obvious that for a bunch, a whole bunch of people, they thought it was great and surprising. And... Those things can both exist at the same time and not contradict each other because they're opinions. Mm -hmm. And I can I can hold in my head the idea that someone might enjoy these without discrediting them as a person. It's called cognitive dissonance, where mm -hmm. you can have two ideas that are conflicting in your head at the same time. So I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm still working it through. It's good, man. It's Keep going. just that people can love people and we can all get along together. <laughs> but I can still say I thought Monday was in awful. <laughs> there was uh, someone, in fact, there are a few people on our Patreon, our Pledge Hammers, who think you've turned heel. Oh, no way. Because you didn't like that episode. Really? Uh, names Team and LOL. addresses. <laughs> well, Team LOL is the one who said that if you gave it a bad review, you will have officially turned heel. Mm. I, don't, I still don't get what that means in terms of being a YouTube personality. Turning heel? Yeah. I guess it's you've got a you've 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 become a bad guy in my eyes. But then, what do you do after that? You turn babyface again <laughs> when you re no no you just get called up to the main roster oh, I see. randomly <laughs> yeah. and and ignore everything you'd said. I see, I get it now. Uh, Robin uh, also emails in to say hi guys. Just wanted to weigh in on the negative response to your negative show on Tuesday. <laughs> what the hell? Why are people so insistent on you being positive if the subject is the absolute pit? I'd much uh, I'd much prefer to listen to an honest assessment of the product than a sim. Uh, I can never say this word. A sycophantic. Did I say that right? That's good. It's like a fantastic load of nonsense like some podcasts have become. Cough. I, I'm not going to name the podcast that you, you can say Can you show there. it to me? I, I can do. It's the one in brackets there. Because <laughs> I think that. I, I, well, I mean, I very much enjoy their podcast. They, they, are, they are praising of the product mm. at times when I'm like, guys, come on. But I do think I they think are. I think that's a fun bit of shade. But I, Only me, you, and the emailer know about this. <laughs> But also, I would say that I think they are fair in some of the, like they are they are critical of the product and do wish it to be better. Mm. Um, but at times they're like, "Oh, I think this is really good," and I'm like, "Guys, really? Are you yeah. sure?" I guess if you do a WWE podcast, then it's fine if you only watch WWE. Yeah. But if you do a wrestling podcast, you should probably watch other promotions. 
That's mm. all I'll say. Uh, Diamond uh, emails in to say, Ahoy, Ollie, Luke, Laurie, and not the voice of angels, Randy Datsun. Uh, on the millions of millions of comments saying you were negative, I'd say you were usually very positive, especially concerning WWE. I'd even go as far to say you are WWE fan people. When you are, quote, negative, you're obviously just disappointed in WWE, and it's quite easy to see that you are WWE, quote, mega fans who really care about the stories, characters, and wrestling on the shows. Uh, also, you always explain the reason why you're disappointed and don't just spread hate without reason like most of the internet. You can certainly pat each other on the shoulders for being extremely consistent just get a switch luke that's from diamond crusader who is one of our pledge hammerers nice maybe yes. that that should be our next goal yeah luke gets a switch <laughs> uh how are we doing for time uh i did actually get this because i mean i, I said this on the uh nxt podcast but we've had a few people emailing in questions for us to answer on the podcast the point i made was that's not what the mail like. That's why we have a mailbag on a Saturday show. You've got to become a pledge hammer if you want to hear us answer your questions. But I did want to address this one from Jacob, who says, "Hi, Wrestle Team. AEW is going to ch- is going to change the wrestling landscape. Will it change the Wrestle Talk landscape? We all know WWE isn't good, but it's what you guys built your brand on. Will we see a shift in Wrestle Talk if AEW becomes the new powerhouse? Note: I know it will take years before AEW takes over. Brackets, even if it uh, if it ever does." Well, if you go by some YouTube comments, we are already only exclusively covering AEW and never any and no longer any WWE stuff. There was that there was a period of time where people just go like, you may as well call this channel WWE Talk because you never talk about anything else. And then you talk about other wrestling. I just want to hear about WWE news. So I was thinking about this this week because the, the speculation, I think it's pretty informed speculation on Meltzer's behalf and just other people because it makes sense is that SmackDown's going to move to Friday nights on Fox. For how long, we don't know, because that Fox guy said, oh, well, you know, I I don't know, maybe it'll go on other nights to see how it does. Uh, So that leaves this Tuesday night slot free. And the idea is, when AEW trademarked a bunch of names last year, one of them was Tuesday Night Dynamite. And all the other trademarks they had have come to life, like Double or Nothing, All Elite Wrestling, obviously. I think there are a few more. But Tuesday Night Dynamite, to me, says that is a weekly TV show. A great name for a weekly TV show. Unfortunately, we don't really want to come in every Saturday morning to review SmackDown. Smackdown. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, we have. I mean, it was funny because when they announced that deal, we said, oh, we'll work that out at some point. And we have never discussed it since. Yeah, it's getting close. <laughs> uh, but the AEW, if AEW's got Tuesday Night Dynamite on Tuesday nights, that can easily solve our problem. Yep, it certainly does. So that's like, yeah, one of... I, I would love to do a Ramble record show of those. I, th- I'm Every big event they do leading up to then, just yeah. like we did for... Well, I did a four-minute review for All In because both you and Laurie were away. Yep. But we'd, we'll definitely do a, a ramble when that's done. We've already been covering loads of news. Yeah. We, 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 we cover what we like and what's popular. That's it. It's yeah. audience demand. And unfortunately, the audience is not there to demand us to cover anything else at the moment. Like, there's no one's asking for us to do weekly impact reviews or weekly Ring of Honor reviews because there isn't, there's a, a much smaller demand for it. I'd also uh, argue that we uh, that really you, the WrestleTalk brand built itself on impact. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly not on the back, back of TNA in day, back yeah. in the challenge days um, so yeah so if AEW, AEW is a massively popular thing at the moment 
when they launch a TV show, and I do think it is a when rather than an if, yeah. when they launch a TV show, I'd imagine there will be a demand that we do a review of that TV show. And rightly when, so. Whether that demand sticks around is a different matter, but I think for in the I think in the early days, like for example, we knew that the request to do weekly NXT UK reviews was going to die away, and it, no one ever asks it anymore. So that's I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, we've got a, an email in as well about my barbershop trip that I wanted to uh, to read out, but we'll do that in the outro because first we've got to talk about those NXT call-ups. Speaking of all this quote-unquote negativity on the podcast, uh, what is next for the NXT call-ups? Here's the show. This week we had... The NXT call-ups of Alistair Black, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa on Raw. Triple H just came out and he introduced them. Can we say call-ups in inverted... Okay, yeah, I guess this this all ties into us figuring out what's going to go on. And I, I, I felt like on that episode, I went through rage. I was initially raged and I was shocked... And that that still bubbles up every now and again. Mm-hmm. And then SmackDown happened, and the, those same wrestlers were on SmackDown too. And now the report is that they're going to wrestle on Raw and on SmackDown and still on NXT. Because they've done the NXT spoilers. Um, you've read the spoilers? Yes, I have. But so we... We're trying to avoid them as much yeah, as we possibly yeah. can do. But yeah, suffice it to say, they are across these NXT shows... Um, in one way or another, and it's not tied into what's happened on the main roster stuff this week, despite the fact that they filmed it on a Wednesday after Raw and SmackDown. Yes. So, me and Laurie said this in the NXT review, uh, the Wrestle Ramble. We have decided that we're just going to treat the NXT review exactly how WWE treats NXT. It's just a different continuity. We're not going to reference, or at least we're trying our best not to reference Raw and SmackDown and what's happening up there. We're just going to talk about NXT and try and ignore Gargano and Champa being babyfaces as a tag team on Raw and SmackDown. So this is the problem. <laughs> I, I try not to get sucked into the hate vortex, and I, I was doing a pretty good job of it, I thought. After the Raw outburst, I, we, we sat here and we reviewed SmackDown down and we were like you know what you can't deny that this is a surprise and you can't deny that these guys are great wrestlers and you know i don't think smackdown had anything wrong with it but on raw it's going to be a lot more fun week to week if you just remove the fact that there was no substance or reasoning behind these call-ups it's going to be more fun to watch raw and that really desperately lacking main event scene and really a weird mid-card as well that's just been stuck in limbo for ages because you've got four incredible wrestlers and they're like all-rounders. All four of them are really engaging promos and character storytellers in the ring and just great technical wrestlers on top of that. And so, so I was... I started to get around that way of thinking and Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez had like a far more positive review of of Raw and SmackDown and I I thought they would. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll temper what I was thinking about a bit more. Let's just look at it going forward rather than the mistakes of the the no setup and everything. Let's just like be, be happy about what's going to happen in the future, Ollie. This WrestleMania season is coming up. Maybe this will even tie into that weird bit of fantasy booking that's probably not going to happen with a Triple H hostile main roster takeover. 
but then I'm searching for this image for my news. I, I'm, I'm looking for the image where Champa turned on Gargano. And at it's takeover uh, Chicago. Takeover Chicago when he threw him into the Titantron after the copyright logo appeared, and it was devastating. I was like, well, that's the image I wanted. God, what a moment. But then, a few images over on Google Images was the shot from the end of their Cruiserweight Classic match. Where they're sat next to each other, the arm round. Where this all began. And Gargano is just got his arm round Champa. Champa looks pissed, but also kind of reserved about it and like he's working his emotions through and of course that was the start that was the 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 seeds that blossomed into this incredible feud i remember uh vinny of brian and alvarez fame um uh, brian and alvarez mm. brian and vinny fame rather saying like when they were reviewing the cruiseway classic he was like i thought they might do the heel turn then because they'd been sort of teasing there'd be a possible heel turn for champa but they didn't do it instead they did this incredible moment which will just make the inevitable heel turn so much better yeah and i looked at that image and i just i i mean i knew it's not like i was caught off guard by that image because i knew that happened I, I love that moment, but it just reminded me of how long this story's been going on, how subtly it's been told, how into both guys I am. And now they're on the main roster, which is great. Great that they've been called up. Great that they're, that they're getting the exposure. But, I mean, my, my worry was that they were just going to scrap what was going on in NXT and say, hey, they're up in the main roster now. NXT, you don't get to finish this story. But as we, as Luke alluded to from the NXT TV tapings that happened on the 20th of February, which, to my understanding, will take us through to WrestleMania. I don't think it takes us almost. fully through to almost through. I think they've probably got one more set of tapings mm. before we get there. So it's got the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic on there. So I guess you can kind of see where that might be going with Gargano and Champa maybe participating in that together. Anyway, whatever. Or on opposite sides. And it seems they are going to continue to tell the story in NXT of the champ, the Champer and Gargano story as if the main roster call-up has never happened. As if they weren't just tagging as babyface characters on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. From what I can gather, from what I've read, it is referenced... But it's kind of like, it sounds like it's a reference that's then quickly sort of swept under and just be like, let's sort of continue on with what we were. Well, it felt like this was going to be the plan regardless, mm, but they just yeah. added that little nugget in there to try and make sense of the main roster thing. Because it, it's really funny to watch this week go by. Because on Raw and SmackDown, you had Champer and Gargano as friends saying, we're doing this for NXT. We're doing this for, to take over, to show who we are in backstage and their baby faces. And then on Wednesday, you had a backstage segment where Johnny Gargano looked at Champer and said, I don't need you. I've never needed you. I don't like you. I've got everything I need right here. I won this title on my own. You're like that. And that's what drives me nuts when people keep messaging me going like, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's all within the same story. And I'm like, it really, really isn't. Yeah. But uh, Ollie, I mean, I've got to say, this is what you wanted. <laughs> you wanted them to just redo the storyline on the main roster. You got what you asked for. Well, we, we've been over that. <laughs> of course, the answer is, well, wait till the first story's finished. And then you can redo it again. You wouldn't reboot the MCU before Endgame. Yeah. So uh, I, when I heard that, I just felt like, now the uncertainty has been lifted over how the NXT 
wrestlers are going to be used in NXT continuity and main roster continuity. Maybe maybe the uncertainty was making me more anxious than just knowing. Because now I know that they're just going to continue to tell the story they that they were always, always going to tell. Which is good. And they're just going to treat the main roster the same way the main roster treats NXT, which is just a one line of dialogue on commentary and proceed with what the other brand is doing. Or, and this is actually, I mean, I've, I've just been thinking about this today, whether this potentially could be a good thing. Well, that's, so, well, that's so, what okay. I was going to finish saying. I, was, well, I think, like, it's almost, I almost prefer it that we just know Gargano and Champa are going to get to do their thing, and well, it's separate. The point I was more going to make was that one of Raw and SmackDown's biggest problems that it has is that they're both rewritten on the day. They're rewritten hours beforehand. There have been stories like half an hour before the show goes on air, the script isn't finished. It's like proper flashbacks to Nitro and like Nitro being rewritten as the show goes on because Vince McMahon just wakes up and changes his mind and the scripts get changed, this, that, and the other. In theory, Raw and SmackDown have their Gargano and Champa and Black and Ricochet segments already written out for them because they can just go right what are they doing on nxt this week okay well if we write this that will then make sense for this coming week's nxt or it makes sense to last week's nxt so in theory those segments should already be panned out for raw and smackdown and just plotted out in advance and that way it can all tie together that's i'm perhaps i'm being a massive optimist there but that in theory should work i i I think it would be stilted, though. It's like, uh, you know how, like, back in the day, SmackDown just used to be a replay of Raw? The recap show, yeah. Yeah, the recap show. And they wonder um, why attendance is down. Yeah, yeah. And back when I was growing up and I first started watching SmackDown, it was almost like Raw was where the big angles would happen and SmackDown is where the wrestling matches would happen and maybe you'll get a tiny cliffhanger, but really all the big... It's the setup Raw. Uh the way you're saying it is it would almost make NXT the main show and the Raw and SmackDown stuff would have to just drop in around it as the filler stuff. And I I, I get that point. And for uh, the, for this, for, for my continuity soul, that sounds lovely. But I think the horse has already bolted. The, the ship has... The train's left the station. Other metaphors. And we've just got to get used to the fact that NXT is a separate continuity to the main roster. And I am now going to treat the main roster as its own distinct thing. Sure, it might reference this nebulous history that might have happened before in their cherry pick. And just NXT like how, sort of nebulously references it as yeah, well. Yeah, just like how the commentators sometimes say, he won a title in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's well, from 205 Live. Yeah, so it's just... It's it's not ideal. It's really damaging to and undermining to a lot of different bits of continuity. But I think it's not just how WWE are going to go forward with these NXT call-ups, but more for us as viewers, how we can stay sane and not just get sucked into that rage vortex again is to treat the main... The, the Raw and SmackDown and NXT as separate continuities. These are separate characters. This is Earth... 101 yeah uh, not, in, not 616 not 616 in marvel that like or dc's multiverse they are just different timelines yeah with different interpretations of the characters so with that all said and out the way because i think we've kind of like we we beat that horse to death i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure i mean uh, people are still sending me messages going like this is what you asked for when it's not and here's the so my question to you ollie davis 
Why the heckins were they called up in the first place? Yeah, well, but there's, there's a, it's, it's from, from the reports, it's because Vince McMahon just decided ratings down, AEW's a thing. I want the best wrestlers that we have on the main shows to freshen up the main shows in the build-up to WrestleMania, I presume. And there's also a quote floating around that Vince McMahon doesn't see any of his current roster as being superstars. That's that's incredible. Like that's yeah. that's literal insanity. Because um, you booked them this way, mm. like, oh, none of them are superstars. Because you've not made them any like feel special. And and then it's that there's another level of insanity because oh, to get these new guys to become superstars, then they should just wrestle the same kind of match, really, with the same fifty-fifty or ninety-ten percentage share of the match as usual. Yeah. When, you know, four at the same time. These guys we've got over here, they just don't feel special. So why do we have these guys debut and they'll just have regular matches? Exactly. Uh, so that's I, that, why... That, I will present them as not, as everyday mm. folk like you and I. That That's me Pritchardian, Pritchardian it. Because WWE is in dire straits right now, uh, like sort of ratings wise. Financially, it's doing tremendously well. But I think creatively, on the raw side of things, isn't. Smackdown side of things, it, it was great. Like yep. the Kofi stuff, the Becky stuff, the Daniel Bryan stuff is, is the best stuff in WWE for a couple of years, I think. And it's kind of remarkable. I, I, I was tweeting about this. Day. We're recording this on a Thursday, although it's airing on a Saturday. But I saw a, uh, a, a, an article that was talking about Smackdown tickets. And it kind of brought to mind that essentially WWE have done irreparable damage to the blue brand in te- by telling people for the last 20 years, it's the B show and you don't need to worry about it. Because the arena they were selling in was selling tickets at buy one, get three free. So you were getting four tickets for the price of one. And that's like, and that was for floor seats. That's enough for a new bunch of NXT call-ups <laughs> to all attend the show. And so... It's, even though SmackDown it has been the better show for all of 2019 and actually the tail end of 2018 and actually for the most of 2018 really it had a bit of a ropey time during 2017 during the Jinder era oh, but yeah. like 20 like but I think it really picked itself back up despite a couple of like wobbly you know with the Carmella stuff a bit wobbly along the way but now it's really on fire and it's really really great stuff but it's just attendance is just down for that show because I think that like just creatively the company does feel a bit stifled isn't it funny how SmackDown's down period came in the the run of a Vince McMahon project? <laughs> yeah. Like, usually SmackDown's largely left alone by Vince, although he does have the final say on everything. But Jinder Mahal was a Vince McMahon project. He was giving him personal notes, going through his promos with him backstage. Just so happened that was the worst period in SmackDown since the brand split. It was bad. Um, I. So wh- why do you think the NXT call-ups happened? So what, I'm only going by what the reports are. That, that's more why I was posing the question so you could fill in the blanks of what the reports are because okay. we kind of covered the, the week's news. But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, Vince just felt that the, the main roster is stale. I think that was the other quote that I saw. Yes, that he felt yeah, that this yeah. was stale. Uh, but it also, I, I heard that he was furious about The Undertaker appearing mm. at StarCast, which although is not an AEW event, is affiliated with AEW and Vince was apparently very upset about it. I saw one report that said that he was trying to actively stop it and I, I find it crazy as well uh, it was in the Observer this week that this is one of the few times in WWE history that a Mania card is not finalised 
and all the matches are kind of like in flux with the exception of Becky Ronda and Charlotte and Lesnar Rollins. Like those are the only two matches that are set in stone and are still there. Asuka was reportedly set to face Lacey Evans um, for the SmackDown title. That's been dropped now, even though they still want to push Lacey Evans as like the top three. They want it to be Lacey, Charlotte and Becky as the top three female stars in the company following WrestleMania. But that can't come into effect until Ronda decides if she's leaving after Mania to start a family or she's sticking around for a bit. And that you've also got the reports of Kevin Owens being the one to face Daniel Bryan, but that's still up in the air. Like WWE, to their credit, have gone with the Kofi momentum. So maybe that storyline is is continued as well. I, I suppose this ties into, you know, the larger question, what next for these NXT call-ups? And we just spoke about... Res- this, we're on the road to WrestleMania. It's, it's crazy that that ratings are down so much and the interest in WWE is down so much. And like you said, ticket sales for live attendance. So as I'm trying, I'm trying to be optimistic and think, well, maybe it was a, it was a hell of a forced slapdash way of doing it, but maybe this is the start of the rebuilding phase Mm -hmm. and you start to give these four guys wins and wins and wins and then you build them up into actual storylines and feuds. So when you come into WrestleMania, maybe these four guys is is that sort of changing of the guard pay-per-view we've fantasy booked forever. So you do, like one of the reports, Meltzer said that Vince is trying to get Undertaker to pull out of StarCast by promising him a WrestleMania payday. So, okay, uh, Taker comes back. Alistair Black Black versus The Undertaker. He only has to take one bump. Just Black Mass and he's out. And that's how you put them over. Uh, The the DX against um, DIY. I don't know. Yeah, I would like to think that we would... What I would like to see from Raw and SmackDown next week, because that's... So the report is that they're going to be across all three shows, which really does feel like this brand split is falling apart like day by day. The We didn't mention it in the review, but Sasha Banks and Bailey said that they were going to be defending their women's tag team titles in NXT. And I saw a report that said one of the fast lane matches could be a fatal four-way between ba- uh, Banks and Bailey against Nyron Tamina versus a SmackDown team versus an NXT team, which to me sounds great. Mm. But it, again, it, it, it's more of this, this brand split is crumbling. And there are just some stars that are tied to certain brands, but then there are other people that can just float wherever for... Sim- seemingly no reason, no storyline reason anyway. They've dropped all this. Oh, Shane and Stephanie are like fighting over contracts to sign these NXT people to their brand. Like That's not been mentioned in weeks because I guess that storyline's dropped. So here's what I would like to see from Raw and SmackDown next week. If these four lads are across all three brands, give them storylines. Give them a storyline reason to be there. If I watch Raw next week and it's just... Alistair Black has a match that he wins. A and, good showing. And Ricochet has a match that he wins. A good showing. And Babyface DIY just have a match that they win. In a good showing. That does nothing for them. Mm. It does nothing for them, but it also does nothing for this quote-unquote stale product that you're presenting. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that, like that. It all ties together. You need to have storylines that we can get invested in. Like you don't watch a soap opera to, and just people just have scenes. Like, they have storylines that you invest in the characters, and you're like, I can't wait to see where this storyline goes. Well, that's reality TV. You just watch people... Just doing things. Yeah. But at least they still have storylines. Mm-hmm. Like, Total Divas... I mean, I, I granted, 
I mean, perhaps I'm going to be very bad at this because I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of a reality TV show in my life. I don't think so. But you're part of the solution. Am I? <laughs> but like, but I would, I assume they have storylines that we've that will have a start, a middle, and an end. Oh yeah, it's heavily across, produced. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they're heavily produced, but they they all have storylines to start and end, right? So. Why don't we just, why can't we put that in? Mm. Like, why don't we give them a reason to be there and you have, okay, so I need to watch Raw next week because I need to see what the next part of this Alistair Black storyline is. Not the, well, I can't wait to watch Raw next week. Maybe he'll have another match. Yeah. I Yeah, we need we need feuds. And, like, if the WWE are very frustrating, but they, as, as you can tell on SmackDown over the recent weeks, they know how to do good TV. They... I would say 90% of the people in that company, unfortunately not the top, top, most of the top, top officials, it seems, like the Michael Hayes and the Kevin Dunn's, are there being like, that, that this is how you make TV, like, there's a different way to make TV and week-to-week consistent programming. There is a better way to do this. But they're sort of stifled by the top. I'm just hoping that, yeah, that, that logic wins out and they do start to build these weekly programs. I saw a, uh, it was a really interesting report that I saw that um, said that Vince McMahon's had a bit of a wake-up call in the the wake of AEW because when he was told that All In was going to be on the weekend that it was, his quote was, well, that'll never sell out. That's mm. a terrible weekend to book something. And he said the same thing about Double or Nothing. It was like, well, no one's going no to be out. No one's going to book a, no one's going to buy a ticket for both that holiday show because they're both holiday weekends. And they both sold out faster than any of the shows that he's been putting on have been selling out as of late. And it was this almost like wake up. It was like, the report was saying, is he out of touch with how the wrestling industry now works? An industry that he has controlled and dominated for 40 years. Mm. Is it now finally, has he he lost it now? But I don't know. Because every night, like, as you think that, and then he'll just pull out something brilliant. SmackDown's great. He has final say off, which means he does understand how this works, I guess. So he might just pull out a, that bit of genius because he's always got something in his tank. We didn't even talk about, like, going into the, the, the deeper part of this news that Triple H didn't know these NXT call-ups were happening. Mm. And Vince, Vince essentially did it behind his back and he was stunned to see that these people were coming to Raw. A miscommunication is, <laughs> that is how Meltzer put it. Yeah. Uh, so I think just for, for going forward for WWE, we need these we need WrestleMania programs, big-time WrestleMania programs, for these NXT call-ups, yeah, like John Cena-level matches. Oh yes, to, absolutely. To make them feel big time, and to, for WWE to actually put their money where their mouth is. Could you imagine if they're all in the battle royal? <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Well, yeah, that was the report I saw. It was like they were like mania. So I know we need to move on. Like the mania cards in flux it hasn't been finalized, and then you read the report and it's like they're in talks with the Undertaker and Batista and a Kurt Angle match, and they're trying to get John Cena. And you're like, you don't need them. You've got all these lads over here that you're trying to turn into stars. Give them the WrestleMania matches. Give them the big yeah. time matches. Or, or you put the new guys, guys with, with the old with guys. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just. But for what next for WWE viewers and people who care about uh, just nice NXT programming and takeovers, which is me, just that just treat it as separate continuities now. The, the people who were called up on Monday are different characters. Don't let it affect the incredible three years of storytelling that NXT has done. Just, just it, it will drive you insane. Diggity, 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is a crap gimmick? Well, that's a segment we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble, where you, the Swaff Nation, send to us your crap gimmick submissions, and then we, the bookers of crap gimmick wrestling, decide whether we want to sign them or not. You can get in touch via Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Huge backlog. We're now picking them at random. Uh, so if you send them in now, it may get read out at some point. Let's go through, and then we do three submissions each and every week. This one comes in from Lee Hall, sent to us on August 12th. Hey, Luke, love the program. Here's my submission for crap gimmick wrestling. Now, I've had to condense some of this down because okay. this was a ginormous email that was filled with a whole fantasy booking, like which I, I really enjoyed reading, but I just wanted to break down into the, sort of the key points of the character because we'll decide the storylines. Oh, yeah. We're the bookers here. You, you're the agents. You bring but us well the done for the effort. But well done for the effort because it was genuinely very good. So here we go. The temp is a temporary employee assigned to fill in at Crap Gimmick Wrestling. The temp's introduction to CG Dub will entirely be in the background of shots during other wrestlers' promotions and backstage segments. In his first few appearances, he'll be in the background moving things around, setting things up, general odd job stuff. The camera won't focus on him. No one will acknowledge him. He isn't part of the scene. He's just a random guy working in the background. His appearance is very nondescripted. He'll descriptive he'll look like every other average maintenance worker but with a small name tag that says temp 
so then he talks about how like he can like be on commentary one week he can be a ring announcer one week he can be a referee one week because he's a temp but how do we get him as an in-ring wrestler well lee continues uh, the Thames in-ring debut will come as a fill-in announcer segment where the member of the babyface tag team will not make an entrance. Everyone, including his partner, will look bewildered for a minute because it's revealed that the face was jumped backstage earlier and cannot compete. As the announcers discuss this, the temp will get a phone call which he takes off mic. He'll come back with a, gentlemen, that was the agency. I'm sorry, I have to go. He will jump up, take off his sport coat and dress shirt, reaffix his temp name tag to his t-shirt, and then go join the babyface corner. He is, of course, a very competent, efficient wrestler, but not a flashy one. He just gets the job done. For the temp gimmick to work, he has to go away, but CG Dub can bring him back over time and random spots here and there as an announcer, wrestler, manager, but also as an arena parking lot attendant, security guard, paramedic, etc. The gag would work best if it doesn't happen too often, and if you don't spot, the, uh, and if you spot, don't even call him there. Uh, just let them. Be in shots wearing a paramedical guard uniform with the temp name tag as an easter egg for a long time cg dub fans i love it i think it's a great idea the temporary baby face the temporary tag team partner i'm always fascinated by the the cameos and people in the backgrounds of shots yeah like like you know like the, the guy who gave braun Strowman the cake <laughs> yes. or uh, mick foley's son dewey was mr Booty'sworth. mr Booty'sworth. like those sorts of characters i think it's like the, the sort of nerds in us, we get obsessive about background details. Yeah. And especially in wrestling, you you like to latch on to tiny things, make them your own, like, for instance, 3MB and wrestling memes. Yeah. And you just get them over and Heath Slater, Slater's going to slate and all that. You get them over and they feel like your thing rather than Vince McMahon has his thing. You know, yeah. I don't want to play with your thing. Oh, well, we've got our own stuff. And he has this really wonderful moment in his sort of fancy booking of the, like, he wins the tag belts, but then gets a call from the agency because he's got to go off and do a different job. Ah, no. And they have to then, like, vacate the tag belts or something. So I think the only thing I would change is that he would do, like, yeah, he would go to do other jobs. It's not all just wrestling. Yeah. So that's some backstage, well, not backstage skits, but skits where he's in a call center one week or yeah. just but funny things like that. But he's... Uh, maybe I would have him as a huge wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like he's actually a huge wrestler shape because you got, you also get those, the security guards that come down. You're like, yep, NXT, NXT. <laughs> so if you make the joke that he's quite obviously always the plant, I guess that's more of the plant role than a temp. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a different character. I'm just getting hung up on the visual of him in the cool center with a headset. I think that still works as a temp. Muscles. I think that's good. The, like the only that. thing, um, the other thing, I wouldn't have him as an, uh, a, a commentary on commentary. Mm -hmm. I think that just, that makes him too part of it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, see I, I'd want him to be more background as, as a referee or at ringside yeah. or as the, the timekeeper. The timekeeper, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am you, you are me, sends in on September 15th, the Bodfather. Bodfather is a father of five. He is a he is bald, has long black neck beard, and has a massive dad bod, hence the name. He also wears a tight black t-shirt with long sleeves, thinking that it hides his massive bod, but actually it doesn't, however, because his gut tells him so. He is an overpowered wrestler who has anywhere from 30 seconds to three minute squash matches. He was, join, uh, he was forced to join the wrestling industry after his wife kicked him out of the house for being a lazy bum and doing nothing but sitting on his ass. His co entrance consists of his four elder sons carrying a throne with the Bodfather sitting on top of it, the throne being daddy's favourite recliner, and the theme is an electric guitar cover of the Godfather's theme, brackets, the movie, not the wrestler. 
His manager or spokesperson is his youngest 13-year-old son whose catchphrase is, I'm telling my daddy on you and my daddy's going to beat you up. His sons are doing this out of pity for their dad because mum won't let him back in the house. The Bodfather's main finishing move is the bear hug where he shouts, Give daddy a hug! while crushing the ribs of his opponents. He also has another finishing move, the Bod Splash, which is his version of the Frog Splash where the massive bod just crashes down on the helpless opponents from the top corner. So yeah, that is the Bodfather. I got hung up on uh, Charles Wright, Godfather. <laughs> yeah. I just assumed it was all a rip on that, but now you've said it's the Godfather as in... The movie version. Yeah, the the Francis Ford Coppola thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's better. I think that feels better. The electric guitar version of that theme <laughs> as well just sounds awful. Uh, this is good. I like... You, you've gone in depth there about all the different moves. I like the bod splash. Yeah, I like the bod splash. I like this. He fears absolutely no one except for his wife and promises wrestlers to ground them by taking their titles away until they behave. Yeah, I think this is a strong gimmick. Strong I, I like strong it gimmick. a lot. I don't know if I'd ever have the wife appear. No, no, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, be the sort of Captain Mannering's wife yes, or absolutely, uh, yeah. Niles' wife in Frasier for American viewers. Yes, I like that. Uh, James Dillon sends in on December 21st, the milkmaid is a voluptuous farm, a young farmer's daughter with limited wrestling ability and an amazing body. Her outfit is cut off overalls and a very revealing red tank top that displays her huge tracts of land. She comes down to the ring with a small milking stool and then she sits in the corner suggestively leaning forwards towards her opponent. She refers to herself as the top 2% of all women's wrestlers on the crap game across her <laughs> and boasts that anyone who gets in the ring with her will get these mams uh, any move the milkmaid actually pulls up in the ring is followed but uh, by celebratory jumping up and down that is sure to delight the fans her finisher is called the udder butter which has uh, the milkmaid bury her opponents in her ample cleavage before slamming them down like an x-factor okay of course so apparently vince russo is one of our fans sexual exploitation <laughs> is is a huge thing in crap wrestling <laughs> It's a rich tradition. Do you remember the pet trainer or the, the veterinarian? Well, this is what I was going to come on to. Yeah. I think well, we've had a previous gimmick submission called the, the veterinarian or whatever it was. And it's where a, a, a sort of lab coat dress lady with, it seems like, large breasticles comes out. And she's like, who wants to see my puppies? And the crowd are like, obviously, way. And then she just brings out some really cute puppies because she's a vet and she worked very hard to get that degree. <laughs> and she's very, very smart. That's uh, like, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> where you take away all the nuance. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a crap gimmick. Uh, it's, it's an outdated gimmick, I'm afraid. So I, I like the I like the top two percent. That's with the, funny. With the milk yeah, I like milk that. Reference. So do you want the Bodfather or do you want the temp? I've got to go for the temp. Yep, temp it is. And if you want to send a question into the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount. And you can just leave that comment right there in the community section. We've had, low, we've had a big influx of uh, pledge hammers. Oh, it's a lovely community. Uh, up in the lead up to Elimination Chamber. It's really cool. It's a very vibrant place over there. And you get loads of really exclusive, cool content. Shout outs from us. There's podcasts where we review old pay-per-views and when we have a few drinky poos and uh, talk a lot of nonsense. We, uh, we put our, our bloopers up of when we recorded that music video we did indeed there. it was good fun so these questions come in this one in from anthony marine do you think bo dallas should be finn balor's manager so he can tell everyone to bo leave in finn 
I mean, no, 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 I don't. It's it's that's funny though. Yeah, but I, I like think it. Finn Finn's dropped it. Bo Dallas has also dropped that gimmick. Yeah. For a long, long time. I love that gimmick. The Bo Leave. Oh, him him running out, the motivational speaker, Titan yeah. Tron, the, the way he bulldozed uh the small the, the luchador. El Torito. Oh El Torito, yeah. yeah. Just, it, it was a great time to be I, I used to look forward to those Bo Dallas segments, but then he, he got drunk and sung Disney songs on a plane. <laughs> Luchador Craig asks, do you believe Raw is being sabotaged on purpose by creative? How can they turn the low viewership around and make the ratings better? Is it now time for Vince to retire? I see this a lot. People mm. saying like, oh, they're purposely making Raw bad so SmackDown looks better for when they go to Fox. Yeah, I don't know how that helps anyone. Yeah, that, I, I, I feel yeah. that's proper tinfoil hat thinking. Um, for the others, well, we've talked about the low ratings. You just need... Again, You'd start if you start booking a better product now. That's not the sort of thing that gives you better ratings next week. No, it's the sort of thing that pays off in a year's time because you build up credibility again and you get a fan base invested in you. That's it. That's that's what that these NXT call ups like. <laughs> if if this was done to to turn ratings around, you've got to know and be prepared that the ratings won't actually turn around for at least six months based on these guys so if you've got that much time to play with why not wait and debut them properly make them feel special video packages squash matches present them more consciously and then and then build them up so it's it, you just play with that danger that it's going to be a month in the ratings haven't improved because why would they have done it's only a month like, look how long it took to get Stone Cold Steve Austin over. And then Vince goes, oh, it's these guys' fault. And they get booked into oblivion. The key to that, though, is that you've got to have a, a plan in place. So you'd be like, okay, we'll announce them on week one. Then by week eight, we'll have done this. Here's what we'll do on week two, week three, week four, etc. Yeah. But what they do is they just... It, it's the, the problem with WWE is it's booked on the fly mm. and nothing is set in so like the Gargano Champa storyline in NXT would never have happened on the main roster because the minds would have been changed somewhere along the lines yeah it's the it's it's it almost feels like the the Vince Russo like car crash booking that he did when he went to WCW because he changed a couple of titles the ratings popped so we're like well cool that's the that's the solution then we'll just keep changing the titles and then when they did that they devalued all the titles and people stopped watching it's hot shot booking, it's hot shot it booking. In, in the in the industry. And for the last bit, yes, yes, Vince should retire. Um Eventually he'll uh, be busy. Over over a decade. I like this this is nothing new. No. He should have stepped down a long time ago. But he will be busy with the XFL, because I think it the argument he's had, the reason why the XFL failed the first time is he wasn't fully focused on it. So I think this time he'll be so focused on it and he'll step aside. That's his passion project. Yeah. That's what he really I wants know. to do. But I think WWE is just going to get sucked into uh, XFL promotion mode. Oh, it's going to be that's, oh, that, going to be very bad. Brent Camp asks, "Is it just me, or is Lacey Evans being completely misused? She's a former MP. I'm going to guess that doesn't mean like in the, the British political sense. No, uh, uh, a military the, police. I'd imagine so. And the first female SWAT member. She should be a female big boss man. <laughs> I thought she was a maybe it's a marine thing because she's a former marine, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's marine that's person. a good point. Yeah, as as a character, she's this 
pretty dainty lady from the south. Yeah, she's a she's a pinup model look, but like her, her gimmick is she's got she's got the women's right. She's got the right fist is mm-hmm. her gimmick. She's got like the, the knockout punch thing, and I think they do kind of play. At least they did in NXT, and her logo now has kind of got that military vibe to it as well. And I think that with Lacey Evans, you will see her. If the reports are true, you will see her a lot going forward. If she is going to be like the third or in that top three mix of like the biggest female wrestlers they have, you're going to be seeing her a lot. It's a uh, the, the military presentation of her though isn't like Shield or SWAT no. team style. It's pin-up. the yeah the yeah the pinup fifties throwback nostalgia. Uh, style, which yeah, it's, it's a it's a very different kind of character. Yeah. I don't look at the fifties or Captain America movie and go, you know, there's it's, it it stands for different values, and it's also problematic if you make that into a heel character. I don't know, whatever it is, I don't like her current character really. So sure, I like the way I I've always liked Lacey Evans' presentation. However, if you'd have said to me two months ago, oh, Ronda's going to be leaving. And so they're going to need a third person to be like in the top three people. And you could pick anyone from the main roster and NXT and NXT. Who, who would you pick? Even if I wasn't choosing and I was predicting, Lacey Evans would have been very far down that list. Mm. There would have been, I, I could have thought of 15 other names that I would have put above Lacey Evans. And that might be a low estimate. Emma, Lana. <laughs> He's gonna get one eventually. He's gonna get a. He got Charlotte. He did get Charlotte. Charlotte's blonde. Yeah, I mean, for starters, I would have made Asuka in that top three mm. position. But then, I guess, what do I know? Uh, Reese Deegan asks, um, "What is a match or storyline you know deep down is bad, but you can't help looking upon fondly? Your wrestling guilty pleasure. Personally, even though I've seen it reviews and I know it devalued the title, I love Miz as WWE champion. Mm. As a longtime Miz fan, it was nice seeing him as the top champion. Does the Swap Nation have any?" similar storylines i know what you mean about miz i was into miz as the champion at the I, time but I it, hated it well I, I liked miz and he was like someone to root for against john cena he was the rock's proxy in a weird way it was, it was such a but that's the problem that all culminated in such a rubbish <laughs> wrestlemania i i mean my mind immediately goes to uh, big boss man speaking of <laughs> driving big show's dad's coffin yeah. through a cemetery. I would show that to any person out of context and be proud. I my favorite I, as much as I love that segment. Bossman's poem about Big Show's dad is is one of my all-time favorites because <laughs> it's so cruel, it's so horrible. This poem about the fact that Bossman is happy well, and his dad is happy that he died of cancer because the Big Show is such an embarrassing son. It's horrible. It's yeah. so cruel. And he just ends and goes, and that's how I feel about Big Show's daddy being dead. It's, oh, it's, but it, then it built to an awful five-minute match at Armageddon in 1999. Hmm. For me, it's, um, it's the main event of Invasion. It's, I know it's, it should have been so much bigger, but when I think back and I was like Team WWF of Austin and The Undertaker and Kane and Jericho and whoever the other one was versus Booker T and the Dudley Boys and Rhino and DDP and I'm like, oh man, it's the WWF versus the Alliance and then you had the Stone Cold Steve Austin heel turn at the end of it and I remember like, what? But it was bad, but it is, <laughs> it is a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. I did, that question sort of falls down on whether 
um, you you buy into the idea of guilty pleasures. Well, Shouldn't exactly. Shouldn't pleasures just be pleasures? Shouldn't they just? Uh, do we got time for one more? One more. Uh, this comes in for David Humphreys. We actually got a, a variation of this question uh, elsewhere as well. Uh, do you see Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship at Fastlane uh, since he now has a championship match? I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Um, just on that, someone else emailed in. Where is it? Uh, Bryn Bogfire uh, also asked in about that, that same thing of Kofi Kingston, kind of comparing it to Eddie Guerrero's Road to No Way Out. And him winning the title there he references which was because a great we, moment yeah he references it because we reviewed No Way Out 2004 yeah. for our Patreon podcast so uh, that's such th- a good match it's a great <laughs> match isn't it yeah. uh, so what do you think do you think that we can get a Kofi Kingston as WWE champion at Fastlane no 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 I, I don't like if if they're going to do something with Kofi they'll extend the feud through to Wrestlemania um, but I I uh, My concern is that they won't and this will be Kofi's big match and then he'll go back down to the mid card. But of all the possible ways to take this, I don't think the route is him winning at Fastlane. No, I think if you're going to give him the big championship when you do that at Mania. I mean, as big as a show, like WWE Fastlane is, of course, the biggest show of the year. But WrestleMania is kind of where those things happen, weirdly. Although I would say, and um, I think... Jack of Cultaholic made this point, which I think is a, is a really smart point, which seems out of character for him. But he was talking about, like, if they if Kofi does win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, you've also got Seth Rollins getting his moment winning the Universal Championship and ending Brock Lesnar's run as champion. And you've also got Becky Lynch getting her moment of winning the SmackDown uh, or the Raw Women's Championship and finally beating Ronda Rousey. And if you have all three of those moments, does that devalue them as they sort of go on? Um, yeah, there's an argument to that. I suppose like having all the baby faces go over. Uh, but if you're going to do that, WrestleMania, after just, you know, probably a year of the fans being worked over for heat by WWE, and then at the end of it, all our favourites win. I think I I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And I... When what was the pay per view that ended with like CM Punk winning and having his title and oh, Daniel yeah. Bryan and Zack and Zach Ryder. Ryder? I was like, I don't look back at that pay per view and think, ah, oh, those guys got lost in a shuffle with all those <laughs> really lovely wins and fantastic moments. I'm like, what a great moment that is! Yeah, that felt like that was for us that pay per view. Yeah. So Zachary Marsh got in touch about my trip to the barber shop, as you uh, may Are recall. Are you recovered? Uh, yeah, my, my yeah. hair's growing back, which means I'm, or my wife said to me, like, your hair's getting long. You're going to go back to that barber shop. I was like, I might have to. Hopefully that woman doesn't cut my hair, though. But we'll see. Anyway, Zachary emailed him to say, uh, Hello, SWAF Nation leaders, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I want to start this email by saying sorry, it might be a bit long. I'm a huge fan of you guys, been watching since before Luke joined. This is my first time emailing in, mostly because I'm too shy. But with your story about the barber, I wanted to email in. I finally decided, F it! I'd like to tell you about one of my experiences getting my hair cut. Maybe this will become our new segment, like hairdresser stories. Barbershop window. The barbershop window! Oh, there it is, it writes itself. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. Um... Anyway, where did we get to? Uh, because to keep... that the hairdresser turned heel on you. <laughs> 
Uh, to give you a brief idea how I look, I have very long hair and a beard, kind of like Seth Rollins. Once every six to 12 months, I go to the salon to get my hair cut, usually four to five inches off, but I like to keep it long to tie it back. Uh, almost every time I get compliments from the lady cutting my hair about how much she loves it and wishes her hair was like mine. Although I've heard a couple of times over the years and I quote, so we're cutting this all off, right? And I tell them, nope, just a few inches. This Classic time I- hairdresser joke. Yeah. This time I got my hair uh, cut was no different than usual. She cuts my hair and makes all awkward small talk, ask me what I do for work. Then she cuts my hair and I'm waiting for her to unclip the smock so I can get up and pay. When all of a sudden I hear tremors and before I can react, <gasps> she is taking them to my beard. Whoa. I jolt away and act surprised and annoyed. What are you doing? She said she was just cleaning up my beard and asked if I wanted to keep the length. At this point, she'd already cut some of it off. So I let her cut my beard and it turned out great, but she didn't mention anything to me before just doing it. I would just like to let you know, Luke, how great you look with your hair like that. If you decided to cut it, that's your choice, but don't take others' criticism. I heard a lot when I was in high school, when are you going to get your hair cut? Why is your hair so long? Because I like it. My girlfriend likes it. My friends like it. Do what you like, Luke. If you guys want me and to write in- me feel like a lady. <laughs> if you guys want me to write in more, let me know and I will try. Brackets, I love the new Ramble Club, by the way. Much love. Love you guys. Uh, thanks for all you do. Heart, uh, Emoticon, Zachary. I like that uh, the, the new Ramble Club's going down well. Yes. It's fun. It is And fun. considerably easier to record. Yep, and I will also be able to talk about some wrestling because I've watched a bit of uh, non-WWE wrestling. What? I watched the um, uh, the Pack will Osprey match from mm. Rev Pro that we didn't get to go to last weekend. I might try and watch that too. We've still got the subscription. We have indeed because I'm also going to watch the um, the Zach, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. Yeah. match as well. Uh, I, I mean, like, I don't know how popular the barbershop window is going to be. How many hilarious hairdressing stories can there be out there? Oh, wait, I've got one. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember like when we used to do like, way back when on this podcast and you told the story about your trip to the Turkish barbers? Everyone oh, that was loved glorious. it. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, but, there, there were tell a me, few. Tell me another one. There were a few. There was the one where I just started getting a massage from a 14 year old kid. The one with the oh, fake DVDs. The, the fake DVDs one is infuriating. <laughs> it wasn't even DVDs, they were playing ripped versions of movies off YouTube. Yep. In a barber's <laughs> that had so much swearing and gratuitous violence in. Like it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> the kids are walking in and out. Um, no, this was uh, well, this was a long time ago. I was twenty-four. Uh, my lady partner of a long time had just brutally broken up with me. Oh, oh. and I thought, hey, I'm I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get doled up. And I'm going to go out on the town. Nice. Anyway. So I fork out for an expensive haircut. Uh, it was thirty pounds at the time. Which in this day's money is a thousand million dollars, and I I I got in there and I was like sort of asking, you know, how should I? What's going on here with this receding hairline? He was like, oh, it looks fine, it looks fine. I mean, like you're thirty five, right? <gasps> no. And I was like, no, I'm twenty four. And he was like, oh, oh, and he like probably started yelping. And he was like, it was just because you've got grey in your hair. I was like, yeah, I've had grey in my hair since I was 16. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And it was just so awkward. It was right at the start of the haircut. Crikey. Yeah. And I had a whole eyebrow threading thing afterwards. Oh, how was that? So painful. Have Ooh, you ever had your eyebrows threaded? Absolutely not. But sorry, I, that's just reminded I don't think me. You need, they look self-grooming, those do. That's just reminded me, actually. Uh, we got a message in from uh, Pete, lovely Pete. Um, he didn't get in touch via email, so that's why I've, I've forgotten to read this out. Oh, WrestleTyke Pete. WrestleTyke Pete. 
he messaged me on our, in our Discord server in the, the staff area to say, um, I've been spending a, a lovely eight-hour coach uh, home catching up on a whole ton of wrestle rambles. I just came upon the, upon the one where you and Ollie mentioned getting your nose hair waxed, and unless it's done poorly, it really doesn't hurt that much at all. Has I, he had it done? I've had it done twice because I'm also a rather hairy man, and it feels great. Makes the eyes water a little, but other than that, very, very manageable. Just thought you should know. This is very important stuff. I it is on my bucket list, but I don't know how pressing <laughs> it is. I want to get it done once, but it just it it makes my eyes water thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. I, well, I mean, I've so I don't know if you've ever noticed this about me, but my eyes water if I step outside. Like if I if, when I go outside, if it's a, because of natural light. Yeah. If it's yeah. a sunny day, because you've got the beady mole eyes, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. like if it's a sunny day or there's a slight wind, my eyes just water like anything it basically looks like i'm crying because I, my eyes just get like it, it's hmm. like tears will just stream down my face now you mention it but i just assumed you were stunned every day by the beauty of hackney wick yeah it, well it happens an industrial estate <laughs> it happens all the time hmm. like there was i went to go get a, a, a falafel wrap from the the coffee shop up the way by the time I got there, I had to like stop. I had to get like a tissue out to like dry my face because my eyes had been streaming so much from wind. Just anyway, so if my eyes will just stream like that from natural wonders like wind and the sun, I don't know how I would manage. Like yeah, in terms of getting my nose waxed. Yeah, you'd cry for days. Yeah, well, maybe when we do such savage punishments. Um, uh, Joseph has sent this email in. Uh, I'm in college right now, and I thought I'd share a story with you that happened. Uh, I was just chilling in the library, having to watch the halftime heat NXT marathon when a boy I have interacted with before didn't really know his name or anything, but I went on and carried watching it when I noticed him occasionally glancing over at my screen. Ooh. I then went on to watch the North American Championship ladder match, and I showed him Ricochet springboard dive shooting star press. He was then hooked, and he didn't look away. Now he's subscribed to WWE's YouTube channel, so I believe I've just made him a wrestling fan. Been a hey. listener for years, love the content. Proud fan, Joseph. That's quite nice. Well, so I, I imagine they're a, a child who what? has been transfixed by this. Perhaps. Yeah. Why? What do you... Well, like, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're a, it, like a college student, yes. Oh. I would just In my head, it was they'd never seen wrestling before, and it was this... Innocent, wide-eyed, nine-eyed kid. No, nine-eyed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this interdimensional other being with pockets on their shoes through the the. Uh, no, no, like watching this and just being like, ah, oh, Ricochet can fly. He's a real-life superhero. Because watching He's a video kid, game come to life. Yeah, watching kids watch wrestling and they're into it is so just and and it's like wrestling that's made for them in a sort of heroic baby face way. Yeah. There are a few more a hundred percent expressions of glee. It's 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 remarkable. Yeah. Uh so that's that's what I had. I remember I I've told the story before on the podcast, but when you and I went to a a, a raw taping it's a couple of years ago now, I think I'd only just started uh, here at WrestleTalk full time and Roman Reigns came out and the whole crowd just like echoed into boos because you'd imagine boo, boo, the UK the, crowd. Burdum, 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 you know, when that music hits. And I, you know, my instant reaction was to go boo, but then I stopped myself and be like, I'm not going to be one of these people. And then I looked down to my left and there was this like nine year old dressed head to toe in Roman Reigns gear. He had the gloves and he had the t shirt and he was up on his feet jumping up and down because his hero had just come out to do a wrestle 
And I thought to myself, that's what this is all about, really, isn't it? That's actually quite lovely. And here we are as our spiky things go, no, we wanted Daniel Bryan to be champ, not him. Uh, as soon as you went to the toilet, I gave that kid a dead <laughs> Just ran in. I ran in. Did you do a Superman punch? Yeah, yeah, like because it was steps, I, I sort of used my momentum coming off one of the steps, led with my knee, so the full force of a 28-year-old man <laughs> going down off a higher position straight into his knee. He didn't just crumble. <laughs> didn't just immediately crumble yeah. and couldn't feel his leg but he fell away from me over another row of stairs and then you stood over him and went ooh <laughs> yeah and I triple power bombed his dad <laughs> with two other fans who are real fans <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you what you got up to this weekend, but maybe we'll just draw a close there. I think that's wise. Yeah, I'm going to go try on suits. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, for, suits for £12, I imagine, breaking a, the budget. For a wedding, I'm not paying for them. Uh, they could be ex- as expensive as they like, mate. I'm a groomsman. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's why I make Chris Legend. Did I, I? Am I not getting invited? To Chris Legend's wedding? Yeah, I've met him like three times. What was the other two times? Uh, oh, okay, oh no, the other your one birthday, then. your wedding, your stag do. Oh, well done. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway. I should be invited. <laughs> so we got time for... But um, I, I've got a fee. Like, it will be as a booking. Oh, <laughs> you're like the Undertaker yeah, at Starcast. Yeah. $25,000 for... Do you see I that? heard $60,000 no, for it, a day. It's 60000 for three hours. It's a deal. So it's $25,000 an hour. Oh, no, $15,000 an hour. That doesn't make any sense. That, that... Oh, no, it's yeah, twenty five. It you'd save fifteen grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's all we've got time for on this show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with the Raw Review. Let's see what happens with those NXT call-ups. Maybe it'll be better. We don't know. Have a good weekend, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.